Welcome to the Home Medic. You are listening to the segment on trees around your house. Welcome back to the Home Medic, where we help you keep your money in your wallet and your family out of the tree houses in Uzbekistan. <laughs> Heidi Hansen, the lovely, the talented, the the gravy to my potatoes. Thank you, thank you. Um, the gravy. Yeah, you, the, uh, <laughs> the gravy with bacon. As long as it's good gravy. <laughs> so we covered in the last segment, we've got the pine trees, we've got the poplars, we, we talked about in the cottonwoods. Um, <clears throat> this time around, I want to talk about some of the other sorts of trees <laughs> that you can have in your, in your yard and what their strengths and weaknesses yeah, are. Yeah. Excuse me for that spontaneous laugh. I just happened to look at Garth's prompt sheet here and I saw quakies, they're weeds. <laughs> <laughs> I've had some experience with those kind of weeds. <laughs> let's go there. Uh, let's, let's talk about quakies. Should we? Let's do. <clears throat> so... Yes, they are weeds. Uh, Quakies are such a a very popular, especially in in the area that you and I are in, very popular landscaping tree. I had one in in my former life in the front of my home, and it was right by my front window. And I'm telling you, it was a charming looking one. It really was. And it it got a a charming charming. looking. It was a charmer. Yes. And I think somebody advised me when it was a little bit smaller not to plant a quakey. But this particular quakey was just so attractive, the way it split up with its two main branches and... Until it got diseased, and then we had to rip it out. But and then but, you had five hundred new quakies. Exactly, in its place. I did coming up all over in my lawn. Yeah, and I'm sure you enjoyed <laughs> that. And you, you know, you can mow those down to try and uh, keep those out of your lawn. And then you've got all of these little spikes. Yeah, they get stronger and stronger. They uh-huh. they you can mow the top off, but then the the part shooting up gets more and, and more sturdy until eventually, yes, it's a problem. Yeah, then you've got this little quarter-inch spike, you know, all over the grass that's trying to impale you. I go back to Vlad the Impaler, also known as Count Dracula. Yeah. Who used to take his um, his victims and throw them off into a field of vertical spikes. <laughs> That is wicked. Yeah, that that was wicked. So if you've got 500 quakies in your yard, you're uh, not doing quite the same thing as Vlad the Impaler, but almost. You might be doing that to your children's little soft bare feet. Yes, we don't want to do own. that to, to children's soft bare no, feet. No, and you, you pr- know what? We had, we had ours separated, so there was a sidewalk dividing this planted area from the grass. They were still going under the sidewalk and up under the grass, trust me. Right. That doesn't keep them away. Yeah, quakies are very good at uh, creating... A, and I should probably mention because everybody always does. So of course I have to do it too. Um, you know, I guess the world's largest organism is a is a quakey tree. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> and I can't even tell you where it is. I looked it up, but I don't remember. But basically, it's this huge area that of what looks like a million quakey trees, but it's one organism because they all share that root. Really? Yeah. Wow, that is fascinating. So, uh, yeah, moral of the story is if you're going to plant quakies in your yard, be aware. You know, the uh, quakies can be a ladder for raccoons, mice, etc. to get onto your roof. Uh, and they do not stay planted where you plant them. So if you love that look, you need to go find a good white birch, Japanese birch, maybe something like that. 
That's what I was told. Sounds anyway. good to me. That's what I was told by my landscaping pro who told me to get rid of that quake. Yeah. yeah. As the home inspector, sometimes I will get clients say, what kind of tree is that? And I'll give them a look like, I don't know, a green one. <laughs> I, I do that's not right. You're want... just here to tell us what's n- what not to do. So that's why I'm throwing out my little, yes for, for whatever it's worth, that's, my that's humble opinion gravy. on that's what to do. That's gravy to my potatoes. <laughs> There's the gravy for you. So uh, the, <clears throat> the, the quakies, yeah, be very careful about those. Now, you've got the, the maples as well. Uh, the silver maple especially is, is common. Those are fast growing, but they have weak wood. Mm. So, and what basically weak wood means is, uh, again, you know, imagine the tree being fully grown and you've got maybe this branch. I did this when I was a kid. We found a branch of a willow tree that stuck out about, I don't know, 20 feet horizontally. Right. And then we wanted to tie maybe a swing to it or hang on to it and climb out onto the edge, you know, do those sorts of things that are going to stress the structural connection of the tree to the branch. Right. And maple trees are especially tempting for that because the leaves are just so fun to jump into, you know, get that swing and... Jump off the swing into the pile of leaves kind of thing. Been there, did that as a kid. <laughs> Gorgeous maple leaves. Can't but say I've done wood. that more recently. I guess I've lost my childness. <laughs> yes, <laughs> your childness to, is going away. Uh, remind me to go jump in a pile of maple That's leaves. That's right, exactly. So um, if you've got that sort of a tree, the weakness there, again, is that if you've got weak wood directly above your head, you're liable to get uh, fallen on. Mm-hmm. Now, there are some statistics as relates to uh, to trees. We we do have OSHA reporting 100 tree fall deaths per year. Wow. And that's OSHA. Now, I don't know how... I, I'm, I'm thinking OSHA is about business and industry. You know, if a child at a football game or a cheerleader has a tree that uh, that falls and injures her, that's not one of these statistics. It, well, exactly. Most of the parents probably wouldn't call OSHA. Yeah, and I'm thinking even if uh, a tree falls in a football game and a cheerleader gets killed, that still not, might not go to OSHA. Does Do you know if OSHA gets reports from emergency rooms by any chance? I do not have that information. What I do know is that OSHA reports about 100 deaths per year. Mm. So could be much higher than that. Yeah, I I think it probably is, and you know, to just report deaths would be to understate the risk as well. Because um, you know, I'm going to say, I'm going to guess, I'm going to assume that there's probably a hundred injuries for each death. Yeah, I had a son who jumped out of a tree. He landed on a branch that had broken off. The spiked part of it that was sticking up. Ripped his skin and tissue open down to the tendons. Ouch. So, yeah, 40, 40 50 stitches or so. So they, they definitely are a problem. Yeah. Those broken branches. Yeah, so if you got the, the maples, be aware that you've got weak wood. And if little Johnny is uh, out there climbing on it in the end of a branch that already has weak wood, it goes down and hopefully he's on top rather than underneath. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Willow trees. I had one of those growing up. Those are really classy, too. Just kind of, they're romantic. They've got that flowing look to them. Yeah, until they start weeping, and then you've got that honeyish stuff. Making in, a mess everywhere. Yeah, and then you've got wasps that are uh, eating that, and now the whole area just becomes a uh, wasp factory, mm. and you go out there, you get stung. Boy, you're spoiling the romance. You're killing it. You Garth. know, that's what I do. <laughs> the wasps. I told somebody it's doing an know. inspection the other day that I'm just a professional <laughs> complainer. 
but I'm I'm well paid for. <laughs> it's good to be warned about the candy that the wasps love to eat, mm-hmm. lick, whatever they do. Note to all of uh, you you guys who are listeners out there: if you really want a job as a complainer and as a jerk, and it, you know if you know that you're a jerk and you want to find a, a way to put your jerkness into a profession, be a home inspector. Yeah, it's a good way to make enemies. Because all you, uh, you're actually paid to complain about all kinds of things. Yeah, I was just over saying goodbye to one of my neighbors and he mentioned that a home inspector came over and killed a cell because he said there was some mold in the laundry room. Killed his cell. Yeah, and uh, I, I think we've already recorded on mold, but uh, you, you don't have to kill a cell over mold. It's... Uh, you know, if you got if you got mold in the laundry room, you take a look at why is there mold in the laundry room, and then you fix that. Yeah, yeah, I think he actually did do that, but I think in the process, the people got disillusioned. So, you know what, people, there's always problems with any house. Don't don't say goodbye to it just because there's a problem. It's better yeah. to take the ten dollar fix or yeah. maybe the hundred dollar fix. In cases, you can see a problem like mold in the laundry room or a or a bad tree, and you can uh, fix it with ten bucks. Maybe you uh, maybe you get to uh, to have justification to go buy a chainsaw, you know, the wife can't object about you buying the chainsaw if you're Ugh. a guy, if you're saying, well, I'm protecting my children. Right. Mr. And, Mom. And then you got a new toy. <laughs> Cranking that thing up. <laughs> so ah. the other thing about willows is they, they do fail as well, and, you know, in addition to the weeping. And... Um, <clears throat> You know, if you don't have the willows, then then you're not tempted to go break one of them off and and start thrashing the children. Those are those tempt me to want to just hang on them and swing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If I didn't, you know, weigh too much, well, just, you don't they look weigh like too you much. can just grab hold of a handful and just kind of play the Tarzan thing with those. You know, that would be all kinds of fun. Remind <laughs> me to add that to my right after I go jump in the maple leaves. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, and I wait two fifteen. We can do this in other people's yards, you know, before they tear them out. <laughs> so that if the tree falls on us, we can sue them. Maybe you people who have maple trees can sell your maple leaves to those of us who don't believe in having maples. Exactly. Then you've got the eucalyptus tree, and it also is similar to uh, the maples. Uh, they drop heavy branches. When one of those branches falls, you know. Watch out. Don't be underneath it. Really? Okay. Yeah. No eucalyptus either then, folks. What trees can we have, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> you know, All that right. is a question best asked, uh, and it depends on what state you're in, you know, or what country you're in. Right. Uh, my advice is just to have, you know, to avoid... I mean, you can use any of these trees if the setting is right. Well, I'll tell you what. I've got a honey locust, and I am going to throw that out and recommend it. It's an awesome tree. Yeah? hmm Yeah. Highly recommended by... The honey locust. And I don't see it on his list, so I'm really smiling. I get my gold star today, Yeah, there's your gold star. <laughs> That's right. So we've talked about uh, the... the I, I want to say the strengths and weaknesses, but mostly we've talked about the weaknesses of the pine tree, the cottonwood, the maples, quakies, willows, and eucalyptus. And, you know, and there are issues associated with those trees and any other if it's parked too close well, to the house. Well, those flowering plums are a nightmare as well. We talked about this in a separate podcast, but the center of mine got diseased with termites. Mm-hmm. So you want to stay away from those too. Yeah, so, and even that honey locust you talked about, um, uh, my dad planted a tree that was very similar to that, and he planted it, I'm going to say, 15 feet away from the house. Really? But right now, it has grown to the point that those branches actually touch the roof. 
So the oh, risks there yes. are that, again, it becomes a ladder for rats, mice, raccoons mm. to get onto the roof and then either into the chimney or into the attic or whatever they're going to get into. Can't tell you how many stories I have about raccoons that are actually nesting in the chimney. Mm. And that's how they get in. So you've got to keep those tree branches. Uh, you know, if you're going to have a tree that's close enough for a raccoon to get onto the roof, uh, you got to keep you know, the branches it's too several feet away yeah, from your you gotta home. Keep the branches at least, at least four feet away from the house. Oh, I don't get a gold star then for that. No gold stars. No gold for star you. for that. Okay, um, so that applies to any tree, and you know whether it comes recommended or not. But um, how about how about palm trees? Maybe should we? Uh, oh, I love those. Yeah. It's a little cold here for palm trees, though. I might have to have that on my on my summer home. Another thing that I should mention, and again, this applies to any and every sort of tree. Uh, the first time I got in trouble as a home inspector was because I I was doing an inspection. I went around the house. I was looking at the hose bibs, the electrical, you know, the roofing, all those things that a home inspector should be looking for. And I did not pay enough attention to a, um, it was about a two foot diameter tree that was actually touching the foundation. Oh, wow. And it had actually pushed the foundation in, I'm going to say about a half inch. You were a newbie, weren't you? I was a newbie. I know you would never look that now. I made that mistake. I admit my failure. (laughs) I know he would never, never let that slip by now. So, um, yeah, I got that angry phone call, and I ended up getting even with with that guy. Uh, He just wanted me to buy a diamond from him. Is that all? (laughs) <laughs> That's all. <laughs> he was a diamond. Uh, you know, he was a jeweler, and uh, so I, I, I told him I would do that, and I actually did. It was a couple of years later, but I, I and, bought a diamond from him. And you can always make your wife happy with doing that. Yeah, no well, complaints that's... there. That's a win-win for sure. <laughs> you so, blew the inspection, but you missing that tree cost me a happy. diamond ring. <laughs> but he, um, you know, that that was an item that I didn't soon forget. And if if you have trees that are that that close to your um, to your structure, they're going to be threatening the foundation. They're going to be threatening the house itself. The branches are going to be underneath your footing. Uh, you can't just topple them because then you're going to be taking your foundation out with you. Uh, they're going to be damaging the eaves. They're going to be damaging the shingles, and they're going to be a ladder for critters to get on the roof. But other than that, they're great. That's that's quite a list. <laughs> <laughs> how how far away? And I know it depends on the tree variety. Maybe a landscaper should be consulted on this. But is there some recommendation you would make for how far away from? The foundation a tree should be planted at the very minimum? Good question, Heidi. I think that's going to depend on what the tree is going to look like when it's mature. So you have certain trees that that are intended to be used maybe at a park strip. Uh And when they're mature, they're still only going to be maybe 12 feet high. Right. So if you got one of those trees, um, I guess my thing is if you if you find out that the diameter of a tree at maturity is going to be I don't know, 40 feet, pick a number, Uh, then you probably want to plant it no closer than 20 feet away from the house. So you you can count on the roots being comparable to the upper branches then in width. Yeah, the, uh, if you, yeah, the the roots will go about as far out as the tree, as the branches do. Mm, Okay, good, good to know. I've got a few that are probably a little too close to my house, but. Yeah, and I think a lot of us fall in that category. 
I, uh, I, I've been guilty myself. They look so small when they're new, you know? It's easy to just <laughs> think, oh, I need to fill this space. If I put it clear out here, that's ridiculous, but trust me. Yeah, so the question to ask when you go to one of those uh, nursery guys is, I need a tree, you know, I want to plant it this, this many feet away from my structure. What sort of tree should I be looking at? Mm, very good question. Wait, there we go. That's the answer they needed. Yes. Good job. Now that we've provided that answer, we'll finish up this segment, um, homemedicworld.com, and we're going to continue with uh, the next segments on uh, on the some of the other effects of trees and just stuff to be aware of as you're uh, as you're planning or managing or manicuring your yard. Mm-hmm. Finally. Yeah, I think I think you forgot my mansion. I, I think it's going to be a tree house with a deck, and on the deck we're going to have a lot of little bonsai trees that won't overpower me. Bonsai trees, there yeah, you go. Yeah, that's right. Highly unlikely to ever <laughs> take out your. That's right. Let's just recommend bonsai trees the... only. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> okay, yes, we're we're building your mansion, Heidi. So uh, finally, be yourself because only Heidi. I like bonsais. Like, uh, I can't, we can't say that. <laughs> only Heidi I'm gets sure to I'm have not the a, only one. <laughs> only Heidi gets to have a yard, a mansion that is completely filled with bonsai trees as landscaping. Interesting. I might want to shrink down for a day to enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> Be yourself, everybody else is taken. This is Julie and McKay with your natural solutions tip for the day. I have seen this essential oil that we're talking about come to the rescue many times, Julie. It's our respiratory blend. It helps in maintaining clear airways and breathing and also supports overall respiratory health. What else is it, Jules? I love it. And it's actually Gar's favorite oil. He actually puts it in his CPAP machine. Keeps us married. If you'd like to know more about that, contact us at naturalsolutions at homemedicworld.com.